Good morning. You're listening to FortAily.net, and I'm Kemp Har. This morning, I have two guests. I have Zach Zayner, the president of Mannington's Residential Business, and David Sheehan, the senior vice president of residential product with Mannington. Guys, how you doing this morning? Great, Kemp. Good morning. Good to be with you. Good morning, Kemp. I wanted to talk to you. You guys give us an update on this whole Uyghur region freight issue that's holding these containers at the border. Let's get to that in just a minute. First, a little background. We just finished our annual report, our May issue, and most people know Mannington is a very successful family-owned business, over a billion in sales, and you sell products in every category except ceramic. But I was just at the covering show and saw your product development people there. So um, you at least use that for inspiration. Zach, you're fifth-generation Campbell family leader. And David, you've been at Mannington for... 18 years, started in the industry at Pergo and spent a couple of years at Mohawk. Is that right? That's correct. Before we get to the Uyghur situation, let me just ask real quick, how's business? Yeah, Kim, business has been solid, I would say, in quarter one. As you know, the housing market is definitely tough. There's some headwinds there, but all in all, our residential business has been holding up well. Our LVT business has been strong. Uh, we continue to see the category gain share, and we have a full portfolio of product that, that we're able to drive to the retailers. So while business is tough and the market is soft, I would say overall, uh, we're hanging in there and, and doing fine. All right. Well, anybody wants background on this whole Uyghur region issue, I wrote an article in our April issue about this, you can go back and take a look at it. But why don't you give us an update on what's going on with this inbound freight from Asia? Sure. I will say that David Sheehan, who oversees our residential product, has been intimately involved in this issue um, really from the outset. Um, and I'm going to let David take you through the structure of the legislation that the Biden administration passed back in June of 22, we started seeing some impact of the enforcement of the Uyghur Forced Labor Protection Act in late December of last year and in early January. And I've been working with the Customs Border Patrol group that's enforcing the law since that time. It's an important piece of legislation, and obviously we support the principle. Uh, basically, the idea behind the law is that the federal government wants importers to trace their supply chain, uh, including through their suppliers, all the way back to the source uh, of raw materials to ensure that really no raw materials or finished product are coming out of the Uyghur region due to the uh, forced labor that uh, has been present there. We support that law. Uh, we support the idea of the law and have been working closely with customs to provide the documentation of the supply chain through our supplier in Vietnam. We have had product that has been detained. We're working closely with the customs group to, to provide the documentation. David, do you want to add some detail there? Zach summed up our situation. We are trying to be open and transparent as much as we can. We think that when you run into situations where your supply chain is going to be impacted and disrupted, the best thing that you can do is to let dealers know what is available. We're really fortunate in that we've got U.S. assets 
that we can pivot our product plan to. So we're in the midst right now of sending out kind of an alternative product plan. This was, this wasn't what we had originally planned to do, but when the Uyghur um, situation became, you know, a, a clear and present danger to our supply chain, we reacted uh, quickly. And we're in the midst right now of getting ready to send out POP that's going to be revised. It's going to have Made in USA stickers. It's going to orient both the retail sales associate as well as the consumer and focus them on what is available in that display. We're lucky, Kemp, in that our display, our Adura selling system, has three different products in there. You can get approximately 90 visuals in any one of those three products. You've got Adura Max, Adura Rigid, which is SPC, and then Adura Flex. Two of those products we actually make here in the U.S. So the POP is going to reorient and focus consumers on the stuff that's available now, which is, you know, we make 31 SKUs of Adura Max in our Calhoun, Georgia facility. That's going to increase to 35 within the next 30 days. And then every single visual that is in that display is available in Adura Flex and all of that product is made in Madison, Georgia. So we're fortunate in that we've got U.S. assets that we can orient and direct the consumer uh, and the RSA to the products that are available. It becomes extremely frustrating when a consumer is in front of a display, makes a selection, and then that product's not available because it's you know held in customs or it's weeks out before you get it. Uh, with this exercise, we think that we're helping the retailer direct them to something that is actually available and can be installed in a matter of weeks. Uh, so that's our plan right now. It has been a core value of ours over our 100-year history to, to control our own destiny. <laughs> and a big part of that is is a commitment to U.S. manufacturing and our ability to produce these visuals that they've mentioned in our core flagship display in the United States, either in glue down with our Duraflex product in Madison or our WPC plant in Calhoun is just a really good example of, of how controlling your own destiny provides solutions when the supply chain gets disrupted uh, like it has here. So we're working hard to increase that capacity, um, continue to invest in our plants, and that's that's been a strategy and a, and a value that continues to pay off. Let me just tell our listeners a little bit of background on Mannington's domestic investments. I was in Madison when Mannington bought Antico, and I remember your uncle saying, can anybody buy me lunch? Because uh, he'd made this huge investment to buy Antico, <laughs> USA uh, assets. And then you spent a fortune in Calhoun recently, and you're only one of two suppliers that makes WPC in this country. So you do have domestic assets that you can put into play. I did have one question on this whole Uyghur situation. Initially, it was just going to interrupt shipments out of China. Have they expanded that to where inbound freight from other countries are also impacted? Yes. So the review has expanded to really all Asian supply. So that includes Vietnam and other countries in Asia. And really, the idea behind the act is looking at the complete supply chain, including raw materials, and, and tracing them back to the Uyghur region. So if the finished goods are coming out of a, another country, you need to show customs with documentation that there's no raw materials coming out of the Uyghur region. 
All right. So you came to Surfaces, had a great show. You showed some products. You know, some of them you were going to source. Now you've got an alternative plan for similar looking products and you're going to issue those so dealers know what they can promote to their customers, right? That's exactly right. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for the update. Again, been talking to David Sheehan and Zach Zayner with Mannington's Residential Business, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloridaLA.net.